What's up, dads and dudettes? Summer sales bros and summer sales gals. It's your boy Rake here with another fantastic episode of the No Soliciting Experience. Before we get rolling, before we cue the music, before we bring in the next guest, just got to ask you guys for a huge favor. If you guys find value in this episode of the podcast, all I ask is that you share it with somebody, somebody who you feel like may benefit and find value as well. So with that... Let's get into it. Cue the music. All right, guys, welcome back to the No Soliciting Experience. It's your boy, Rick, here, and I'm freaking pumped. We finally got somebody on who I've known for a freaking long time. We we both run our own podcast. We've both had um, multiple, I mean, we, we've had multiple guests on, on each other's podcast, but we've never actually done one ourselves. So without further ado, Mr. Taylor Armstrong, brother. Senor, do you mind introducing yourself to, to the people? Yeah, let's freaking do it. Happy to be on, man. Um, yeah, I'm Taylor Armstrong, like Mr. Rick here said. And uh, yeah, we've been, uh, I think, listening to each other's podcasts for a while. Well, Rick, you probably don't listen to mine. I know I'm just a, a little little fish in the big pond. But uh, no, we've been selling solar together for a while. Clear back in the day, what was that, like five years ago that we are First many times yeah, dude. on some solar. It's been forever. Yeah, like five years ago, maybe. It was, dude, it was forever ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so we go back forever, and now Rick's doing jack of all trades. You're out doing pests right now. I mean, you know it all, Ricky, so I'm trying to learn from guys like you. But uh, yeah, happy to have sold with you for a while and uh, stoked to be on the show. But I guess just an introduction for me, um, just real quick, I started selling solar, yeah, about five years ago. Um, I think you had already been with our company, New Power, for, what, a year or something when I came out that summer? I think it was 20, yeah. 2016. Summer of, 2015, summer of 2016, so yeah. I would have been there for like a year and a half, almost two years. Okay. Yeah, so you were already like an OG by the time I got there. Um, but yeah, I came out summer, um, started selling and my story is I started off pretty crappy, probably like a lot of people. I came out with nothing but um, with money from donating plasma. Still got my scar here from donating plasma. And had about 50 bucks in my bank account. So um, had practically nothing. And with solar, especially at the time, we were only getting paid on the installs, right? So I was out there grinding. And I had some deals closed. Um some cancel stuff like that a lot of people go through but i finally closed the deal after like three weeks um but i still wasn't gonna get a paid on it for like another month until install so i was out there completely out of money and um what i did is i had to cook food for our, our buddies uh down Penkeri, kevin they were uh, my manager at the time so i was like their personal chef i was cooking them food just so they would give me some of their food to you know be able to survive <laughs> So that's what I did for probably the first three months because I had, you know, not a nickel to my name. And then eventually things started ramping up. Um, 
still started off pretty slow compared to a lot of guys, but started ramping up and then um, slowly did better and better. Um, won the team's Ironman, or I guess the company's Ironman competition, like my second year in for the top rep. Um, and then 2019, got the first uh, Golden Door, closed 150 deals. So that was awesome. Um, and then, yeah, started the podcast about a year and a half ago. I think, yeah, getting close to maybe two years now. Um, but Solarpreneur, where we interview, you know, the top guys in solar. And then I just kind of basically document the journey of what's working for me in solar cells and teach solar pros really just to become like entrepreneurs. You know, we combine solar and entrepreneur. And we really want people to master every step of the game. Because as you know, Ricky and Solar, you got to be good at setting an appointment. You got to be good at uh, getting an appointment to show. You got to be good at the follow-up. So there's a lot of things to master that I think guys don't think about. And that's why we call it Solarpreneur is because that's what entrepreneurs do. They're not doing everything themselves. They have to master a ton of things. And then, you know, they're hiring teams to help them with stuff that they're not good at. That's kind of what we're about on the podcast. So yeah, that's just a little bit about me. Let's get into it. Heck yeah, dude. And it's crazy. So one of the things we'll talk about is we'll, we'll talk about the the consistency aspect. Because yeah, it took you a little bit to get going. And now you're so busy, man, all the time. So that's sure. freaking dope. Um, yeah. Damn, it's been five years already. I know, it feels like yesterday. <laughs> It's crazy how time flies. So I met Taylor when he was still, well, you weren't single. You were, were, were you engaged to your wife? Um, by the time we met, I might have, cause I got engaged like halfway through my first summer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, probably not the first time, but I don't think you were in Marietta, right? So I don't think yeah. we're on like the same team. So you That's probably met me briefly man. as a single man, but. and now and now taylor's married with a kid it's freaking dope so just so you guys know like so so taylor and i are really good friends um i actually lived with them for a little bit after my little stint in uh in new york and dude it was freaking dope Uh, okay so here's what it comes down to is the fact that you were consistent in everything you did you're one of the most fundamentally consistent people that i know it's almost like second nature, and you don't even think about it. Yeah, man. No, I mean, that's the secret, I think, to all sales is just being consistent. Um, any, any top guy, they're just doing the consistent things, getting out on the doors at the same time, and at the same time. So, I mean, it's something I struggle with, too. But um, that's, you know, the biggest secret when I have been successful is I was just doing those things consistent. And that's something I try to do now. I try to have like the sets standards, like in solar, we have a ton of freedom. We're not doing the summer grind, like pest control and all those. So I think it's, you gotta be really disciplined. And even though I'm not, I don't have someone over me saying, Taylor, you gotta get out there. Just like I have to set up the parameters for me. It's like, I gotta be out there either on a door or in an appointment from two to seven. Um, which isn't even that big of an ask. But if I'm doing that, then I know I'm going to be closing consistent deals and having success throughout the week. So, yeah, huge thing. And then, obviously, we both did 75 hard, so we can jump into that because that's a big thing with consistency, too, that probably helped me and you both out. That is very true. 
that was not easy at all. <laughs> yeah, man. Because I dude, for the most part, I mean, you you guys traveled quite a bit while you guys were on seventy five hard, right? Or were you guys in San Diego most of the time? Um, we didn't travel a ton. I think we only really had one one trip we did. Um, but yeah, and that and that was the reason for it though. Some we had some like little trips planned but we just canceled them because we knew it was going to make it harder for 75 hard so we're like yeah we're just gonna make it easier on ourselves not travel because because yeah, yeah you were telling me ricky off the off the air here like you had to get up it or what you had to do a workout at like three in the morning or something after you got home from traveling yeah so that's pretty much yeah, what dude. we wanted to avoid <laughs> we're not as hard as you so we're like, yeah we're just gonna not travel <laughs> dude that was that was miserable that was probably the most miserable thing that i think i've done so i was in texas for like a solar blitz mm-hmm. and that was that was the time that like texas had like froze over so i was doing like outdoor workouts for like a week in the snow oh my gosh it was it was miserable like it was colder in texas than than it was in utah and I did, and I did my 75 hard while we were in Park City for the Knockstar retreat, and it was cold yeah. as shit up there too. It was colder <laughs> in Texas. Really? Holy cow! I know it was that miserable, cold. dude. Miserable. <laughs> so we drive, we drive 17 hours from Texas back to Utah, and as soon as I get home, I have to do an outdoor workout. I have to read and I have to take my progress picture. <laughs> It was absolutely freaking miserable. Yeah. At two in the morning, you see this big brown dude walking around the streets of Orem, like, <laughs> like yeah, I was literally like, "This freaking sucks! This freaking sucks!" The whole forty-five minute walk. I'm surprised! I'm surprised you have the cops pull up on you, Ricky. Be like, "What's this dude. big Mexican dude doing walk, walking around the neighborhoods <laughs> at three in the morning? <laughs> you about to rob some houses or what?" <laughs> dude. I I don't know, man. I don't know what, <laughs> man. Probably, dude. Yeah. I'm I'm grateful they didn't. I'm grateful they didn't. But I mean, it's still. I mean, that the whole fact of being consistent for seventy five days. All it is is just setting up like a winning schedule, yeah. like just small little wins. How no matter no matter how small the wins may be, they were wins. And for yeah. me, I wanted to win early on in the day get everything done before noon. So most days I had everything but my second workout done by noon. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's huge. And that helped me a ton. I don't know, maybe talk about some of the benefits of that. But yeah, just doing that consistency because it just sets you up to win, to win the rest of the day. For those that don't know, I mean, I'm sure Rick has talked about it, but 75 hard, you got to do your 10 pages of reading. You got to do follow your diet. You got to do your two workouts, 45 minutes in a day, uh, which separates, which that's the hardest thing for me. And then got to take your progress picture and then drink a gallon of water. Um, So, yeah, all doing all those things, it's not that they're that hard. I mean, I'm sure you probably were doing a lot of these things before too, Ricky. I know I was doing, uh, you know, probably three or four of those most days. But the thing I wasn't doing was doing them consistently, especially like on weekends. We probably all tend to, you know, go out and sleeping in, not working out on weekends. Um, so that was the biggest change I saw is I just 
is I did those consistently for 75 days. I mean, yeah, I got through five or six books, I think. Um, lost 25 pounds. Um, I'm not like shredded or anything, but got my dad bod back under control a little bit. Got this gut. I was <laughs> um, starting to get on. That's gone down. Um, and then just the mindset thing. Yeah, I, clo- I had more confidence than ever. I closed, uh, I think, 11 deals the month of March. So um, highest month I've had in a little bit. It's kind of slacking a little bit. Um, so, yeah, huge on confidence, huge on just, um, yeah, just developing that consistency. So I would recommend anyone that is having trouble with staying consistent with things, do a challenge like that because – as me and Rick both just did. Um, if you don't complete one thing, you go back to day zero. So that starts to get really motivating to not um, miss a task. But yeah, there's some huge, huge benefits I had. Anything you, I don't know, any other benefits you experienced with it, Rookie? Dude, I mean, besides like massive weight loss and just overall confidence, I think for me, the importance of the confidence and the self-belief that I, ha- that I have in myself, um, I think that's most important because especially in the monotonous routine that is sales, you get a lot of no's before you get your yeses. Sure. <clears throat> and, just, and just being able to take those no's and not being able – because that's, that's, that's really what it comes down to is everyone can be good. But they give up too soon because they're like, oh, this is too hard. Like, people are saying, no, my deals are canceling. Like, my deals aren't showing up to the appointments. Um, I'm not finding qualified people. They signed with someone else. I signed them. They got a better deal somewhere else. Like, just the excuses that pile up, Um, at least in the solar industry. Like, in San Diego, it's such a saturated market. They're like, I've already heard solar. uh, I've already heard about solar. I don't want to do it. But you're still cranking out deals. There's still people who are cranking out so many deals. It's just yeah. the, I guess it's just being confident in who you are in, in, in your abilities. And that's one of the things that my biggest, um, I guess, developments was I have a lot more confidence than I thought I had. Yeah, 100%. And like you said, um, I think that's the big thing. It requires you to basically just get rid of all the excuses because for me, there's always stuff coming up where it made it way tough to do a second workout in a day. Like, um, you know, I had a call that went long or an appointment that went long when I was scheduled to do my second workout. And like every other day outside of that, I would just been like, all right, well, I'm not doing a workout today because this came up X, Y, Z. But like, for example, the other day, um, it was actually my last day on 75 hard. And I was at the gym. I go to the gym and the 24-hour fitness here. And they're, luckily, they're opening up um, here. You have to wear face mask and all that, um, unfortunately. But going to the gym and um, no one tells me this, but I go in the gym and then two minutes after I walk in, I hear on the intercom, all right, we're closing in 10 minutes. Please finish your workouts. And I'm like in the locker room trying to change into my clothes. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I just got to the gym and it's closing now. Um, so, I'm, so I go and do like a five minute, I don't know, jog on the stair steppers things. And then I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to have to do the rest of the workout in the parking lot. So it's just things like that. There's always something unexpected that comes up. Um, so I'm out there doing insanity. I do these like 
um, the last part I was doing these insanity workout videos, um, <laughs> some of my workouts. So I just uh, turn on insanity on my phone. I'm doing it out there in the parking lot of 24-hour fitness. There's people like driving by and like, what is this idiot doing? And like the security, I think, popped their head out. I was like, are you okay, man? I mean, gym's closed. I'm like, yeah, just finishing up a workout here. And I'm like on the ground getting all block and dirty from the, you know, from the ground doing push-ups and burpees and stuff like that. So it's just things like that. I think if guys can learn to eliminate excuses and then just do what they said they were going to do, keep those commitments to the, um, you know, to yourselves, always, always keep those commitments and do them no matter what. And that's when you're going to see the uh, success. The same on the doors. There's going to be, you know, someone that was nail out there, uh, things that didn't go how you wanted to. But if you, if your commitment was, Hey, I was going to talk to 15 homeowners today then it's doing those things that you're in control of. So that's, I think, another lesson I learned is just even when little stuff comes up, just always doing, um, you know, always going through that checklist and doing the commitments that you committed to for the day was a huge thing for me. Dude, I freaking love that, man. Absolutely freaking love that. And you're right. It just comes down to just sticking to the plan, just sticking to what you know you have to do. And especially in solar, because there are so many moving factors. There's so many variables that go into solar. It's not like, like a pest control sale or an alarm sale where you just go in and it's, I wouldn't say it's quick. Like pest is like the quickest sale of them all. Yeah. You got bugs. I'll take care of it. This is how much I charge on the first one. This is how much we charge on the following. That's it. Alarms. You go in, got to make sure that they own the home. Got to make sure to build emotional connection. Got to make sure that you basically just build as much value as quick as you can and then transition in the home. Yeah. Solar, you're looking at if they own the home, if their roof is in good condition, what their electric bill looks like. Make sure they're not on a discount program. Um, seeing how many bids they already in San Diego where you're selling, seeing if they already have the bid. How many bids have they gotten, you know? So you, now you have to work on price. Are they shoppers? Are they going to look for a better deal somewhere else? There's so many things that go into it. Yeah. Yeah, and to that point, though, I think something a lot of guys do in solar, they create this idea in their head that solar is some huge thing, that's a big decision, and it's got to be a way slower sell. But someone I just had on my podcast, I know you've had him on quite a few times, or at least a couple times, too, Ricky, is uh, Mo Fala. And um, this dude, one of his big secrets that I'm trying to implement with my teams is um, I think he did like 13 deals in a week, um, you know, the other month or something. I'm like, Mo, what are you guys doing to close so many deals? And one of his big secrets, he's like, Taylor, all we do is we just treat solar like it's an alarm cell. Like alarm cells, you're in and out. It's pretty quick. I mean, you're still running credit, doing some other things. But solar should be no different. All we're doing out there, we're sell saving people money. Um, yeah, some people have multiple quotes, whatever. Sometimes you run into real box. But the reality is that no matter where we're selling, um, well, I guess in most markets, we're saving people money. We're helping add value to their home. We're giving them a power plant on the roof now that's giving them equity um, that will help them sell the home. It's all those things. So if you think of it that way, and can change that mindset that it's a big sell, that's a big deal, it's a big loan, they need to think about it. 
then I think that's where you're going to have success and that's where you're going to get quicker sales. Because Mo talked about this too, whatever your objections are in your life, you're going to see those come up on the doors. No, Grant Cardone's big on that too. So if you think it's a big deal, customers are going to think it's a big deal too. If you think the customer should think, if you and yourself, um, when you do shopping, you go out and get a bunch of quotes, you think about things a ton. Well, guess what? It's probably going to happen the same thing with your customers because those things come up in your life. So think about that the next time you're out shopping. I mean, really, I think that's a big key. Start to see what you're doing as you buy. Then you're going to notice correlations that come up when you're selling to people. But anyways, just uh, something I think a lot of guys forget is they make it a big deal in their heads. They do. <clears throat> and, and, and it comes down to the simple, simple fact of this. Most of the solar guys don't even have solar on their freaking house. Yeah, that's true. Like, we, we, we were in Texas, right? We were staying at this Airbnb, and the neighbor does solar for some company out there, and we're like, oh, well, why, why don't you guys have solar? And then the wife straight up told us, she's like, oh, it just wouldn't make sense for us. I'm like, how the fuck <laughs> is your how the how the hell is your husband not selling solar if it doesn't even make sense for you guys? And it's true. Like, I think sh I think shortly after that, you had Mo on your podcast and he talked about that. I'm like, oh gosh, damn it, that's so true. Because we 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 attract whatever we put out to the universe. Whatever that's literally if if we put that if we put out those buying tendencies, that's exactly what our customers are going to give us. And if we can't even overcome our our and objections, how the hell are we going to overcome objections for people that we're trying to sell? Yeah, so true. I know it's funny. Even if, uh, on Grant Cardone's podcast, he interviewed someone in solar. I mean, I won't say his name and throw him under the bus, but Grant Cardone did an interview with a guy that was doing really good in solar cells. And Grant Cardone asked him, he's like, hey, do you have solar on your house? He's like, no, I haven't gotten around to it yet. He's like, bro, are you kidding me? Like, this guy goes on Grant Cardone's podcast for selling solar, and he's going to have solar on his house. So, yeah, I think, I mean, I'm in an apartment. I wish I could have solar. But, yeah, if guys don't, if you own a home, you don't have solar, and you're trying to sell it, or whatever product, if you have a house and you don't buy your own pest control, you don't get your own alarm system, then, yeah, I think you're doing, I mean, yourself a big disservice because it's like, how can you sell it to other people if you're not even willing to get it yourself? Seems a little bit hypocritical. So I think that's, yeah, <laughs> that's something that guys Ex should do for sure. Exactly. Like uh, now, now that you say that, I think it was like three years ago, I was in Long Island. Um, and there's this guy, dude, super, super good at what he does. His name is Mikey Bonilla. Um, and we were asking him because he had made the transition from Vivint to Active. And we're like, dude, like how, how is it like selling at Vivint? Because that was the first time I had, like, branched out of solar. That was, like, when I first left New Power. And, like, how the hell do people sell alarms, right? Because Thomas, Rob, and all those guys had sold alarms before. And I'm like, okay, like, what goes into, like, a modern, you know, alarm sale? And he's like, dude, it's pretty simple. I just go in, tell them what I'm doing. And then I show them, like, look, at my house, this is what, you know, I see in my cameras. And then he's, like, literally doing, like, a full-on demonstration for them on his phone. And nice. he did like he did anywhere from like three to five a day dang yeah that's crazy it was so crazy i'm like super i'm like what the hell like that's so cool so if you don't have it it's if if you have the ability to purchase the product that you're selling why don't you because you can literally go in and show them like so when mm -hmm. i did it this is what it looks like you can show them if you're in solar like the the uh 
the monitoring app on your phone, show them what your panels are producing. You can even show them your bid. You can show them your electric bill, like pre-solar and post-solar. And it's like, it just builds up that much more credibility. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it, yeah. I think it would give you huge confidence. Anyone I've sold with that actually had the solar on their house, especially if it's from, you know, our company we're selling with, it's like they can they can use their personal stories in the buying process too. It's like if the customer has the objection, oh, we're, we're thinking of moving in a few years, then, I mean, you could use your personal story. Be like, Mr. Jones, that's actually the main reason I did solar myself is because I had talked to realtors and they told me, because that was one of my concerns too, but they told me that when we sell the home, it's actually going to help sell it. It's going to help sell the home quicker and it's adding value to the home. So, I mean, if you actually had that personal experience and went through it, that's going to be super powerful. It's like, all right, if this guy did it himself and that's one of the reasons he did it, then, I mean, what, what can they say to that? It's like game over and they, they can't have an objection if you went through the exact same thing. So yeah, super exactly. powerful. And showing them demos exactly. too, like you're saying. Yeah, and it just comes down to having all these different tools, um, all these different tools and resources available to you, right? Mm -hmm. You and I, we we know a lot of the same people, and we use a lot of the same software, a lot of the same tools, like RepCard. Like shout out to Brad, freaking creating yeah. a dope ass just tool and resource. Yeah. Sure. <clears throat> And then you also created the, well, you're running the Solarpreneur podcast, right? Mm -hmm. um, kind, kind of explain what the Solarpreneur movement is. Just kind of break it down a little bit and then like what you go over on, on your podcast. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> um, so like I kind of mentioned in the beginning, basically the per Solarpreneur, um, I had just realized that there's a lot of things in solar that guys aren't doing like a new power we're being taught how to sell how to sell um, how to knock doors but we weren't really being taught like much follow-up um and kind of that process and then i realized that man there's a lot that goes into this how could anyone do all this myself because i was spending almost all my time just knocking the doors going to appointments and then um you know, after the close, as we know, sometimes there's HOA documents. Sometimes there's extra things you got to do, some extra communication. Um, so the purpose of solarpreneur, I just realized, um, you know, reading books and everything. I'm like, man, entrepreneurs have teams. They have teams that, you know, sell for them. They have teams that do follow-up. They hire out people to do um, their graphic design. Um, I mean, that's what an entrepreneur entrepreneur is they create companies and they create teams to work with them do their things so i'm like why aren't we doing this in solar um why should it be just me trying to handle all these things because there's like there's no question about it if i can master all these things if i can master the prospecting the follow-up the close um which i don't think i can do just by myself then you'd be unstoppable so that's kind of the purpose of what we created. And then another big thing was the lead gen because I wanted to start getting into online leads. But that's another step. I mean, who has time to learn how to generate leads online and then managing all that? Because that adds a whole other layer to this. If you're trying to manage like online leads, figure out that. You got to learn marketing. You got to learn how to follow up with leads. Um, you got to learn how to contact the leads and how to, you know, scripts to be able to talk to them. 
So that's a whole nother, I guess, kind of world into it. So that's another thing that I thought was important for solar guys to learn. And again, it's just another aspect that guys can't really do themselves. So what we did with Solarpreneur, um, it just started as an interview show to go and interview all the top guys in this. So interview the top guys on lead gen. What are they doing? Interview the top closers. Interview the top door knockers. So we just kind of combined it all in one. And then the other thing I talk about is just how to really build a team. So I hire out a virtual assistant, and she helps me do a lot of these different things. She helps me with the follow-up. She helps me with... Um, you know, HOA stuff. And now we have a team too, kind of behind the scenes with the dealer I'm working at that um, will send customer gifts. They will, uh, um, yeah, follow up with the customer for referrals. And we have scripts we can send out. We have templates, we have campaigns. So it's all these different things. So I think that's what's important with the modern solar cells, guys. You got to learn all these different uh, aspects of the cell. And if you really want to take it to another level, you need to learn, you know, some marketing too. You can't just be good at knocking doors and selling. I think the marketing and the follow-up, that's another big thing that guys are doing. So that's what we're about. So we teach people how to create teams, build up teams, and then, um, and then, yeah, kind of combine all that into one. And I know you had someone recently on your show, Rick, that does, um, that helps people with that too. Uh, what was their name that you just interviewed? Uh, Lindsay. Yeah, Lindsay, Lindsay. So I'll have to get her on my show, but I think she's doing a cool thing because she talked about it in that episode too you had with her. Is just like there's a ton of things we do as solar cells, guys, and to really maximize what we're doing, I mean, I don't think you can do it all by yourself. You need a team. That's the you know purpose of solarpreneur too. It's helping guys figure Def all that out. Yeah. We we definitely aren't the smartest people. Like let's let's first and foremost be honest with ourselves. We're not the smartest people. Yeah. We know how to do one thing and one thing and that is sell. Yeah. And slowly but surely we start adding on these different things. And I think that's where a lot of people experience the burnout. It's because yeah. they're trying to take on everything for themselves because they want to be in control, what, what, whatever it may be. But it's as simple as like, if you can have systems in place to take care of all the monotonous stuff that you really don't want to take care of. If you can outsource it, then do it. Yeah. And just focus, focus on what makes you money because then as you make more money, that gives you the opportunity to now hire on more people to take care of all the small monotonous stuff. So now you're essentially paying somebody, they're making money to do this thing. You hire out someone else to do that thing and you're essentially building your own team behind you. Going back to just being an entrepreneur, that's what entrepreneurs do. They they know their strengths, they know their weaknesses, and they do what they they do what they know they can do. Yeah, I think it's important to start going through that um, and figuring out kind of what you can outsource. Me and Rick were talking about that, like just even things with the podcasts. Like me and Ricky, we don't have time to go sit down and um, as we're both still selling, we're out there on the doors. Um, I mean, it's not really worth our time to go out and, um, you know, do the podcast editing to do all these little tiny things. So me and Rick, we both have people that help us with the podcast, with podcast editing, because what you, what you need to do is figure out what is your time worth? Like in solar, if we break it down, then, um, my time personally, it's worth anytime I'm knocking or out there closing a deal, 
it's usually worth about a thousand bucks an hour, sometimes more, you know, so starting to figure out what is my time worth? Like if I'm knocking, if I'm out there, what's my time worth? What am I getting paid per hour? And then if it's a thousand an hour, is your time spent, I don't know, doing dishes or cooking food? Is that worth a thousand dollars an hour? Is that a thousand dollar hour a task you're doing? And if it's not, maybe you can outsource it. So I think that's the first step for a lot of guys especially if you're trying to do um, volume, if you're trying to be a high producer, get your first Golden Door Award or take it to another level, like maybe you can have someone come clean your stuff. Maybe you can have someone come do your laundry, right? Or I know guys that hire like cooking services um, that hire out personal chefs because really, yeah, it's a little bit expensive, but if you're making $1,000 an hour, if you calculated whatever you were making, then it's probably worth it to get someone to do a few of these tasks because then guess what? You can spend more time going out and doing these other things. So I think that was the big mindset shift I had to have, especially when I was trying to get the first Golden Door Award, um, closing 150 deals. So that's when it becomes more of a problem. If you're just closing two, three deals a month, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, you can do, you know, you can answer customers' questions. You can do the follow-up. You can handle the HOA stuff. But if you are getting big numbers, especially if you're running a deal or running teams, that's when it becomes a problem because you're going to get super overwhelmed. When I was closing 150 deals, um, yeah, I mean, customers would cancel here and there. So I'd have to deal with that. Customers would send me follow-up questions with emails. Um, so it's like all it became pretty overwhelming. So I had to train my assistant, gave her templates to help me like respond to these people, help me manage it. Um, cause that's the only way I could do it. I think it becomes so <laughs> you become a lot more busy trying to handle customers and, um, you know, deal with all the questions when you're dealing with that many more people. So just a good exercise you should go through, write down all the little tasks you're going or you were doing throughout the day and then see what you could possibly outsource or see what you're wasting time with. And then another big thing that I think all guys should do is a time study. Um, so what that is, I don't know if you've done one, Rick, but just, um, for three days straight, every 15 minutes, right. What you did for the last 15 minutes, and then you're going to start to see some, um, yeah, some pretty cool patterns. You're going to start to see, I did actually last week. And so I found out I was wasting about an hour and a half a day just by going through ESPN, just by, uh, you know, reading news that was pointless um, so that's another big thing. I think any guy that's trying to maximize their time for the next three days, do a time study and see exactly what you did every 15 minutes. And that's going to see, that's going to speak some truths. You're going to see some uh, surprising stuff probably that you didn't even know you were doing. So a couple of things with that. I'm just freaking looking at memes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're spending two hours a day looking at memes. <laughs> At least. <laughs> hey, hey, that's part of your and work, I'm, man. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I guess you can justify that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could, but still, I mean, that's that's true. It's that's that's a very that's a very applicable thing that we all need to do and could do. Just three days, figure out what it is that we're wasting our time on, and just slowly just starting to be more productive because that's what it is. Is as soon I felt way more confidence. Because I was doing a lot more things during 75 hard. I was a lot more productive because I had to do this. I had to do that. Like, I was on two different blitzes. I was at the Mastermind Retreat, door-to-door con. Went home to California. Was in Vegas. 
And then, dude, like, literally, I traveled so much when I was on 75 hard. Yeah. But I felt productive, and I felt, and, and, and I felt great doing that. I was like, oh, dang, like, this is dope. Like, I feel unstoppable. Yeah. I know. I, I got more respect for you traveling and everything, because, like I said, for me, it was a lot easier. <laughs> I just stayed home. And, like, people would invite me to do stuff on the weekend. I'm like, no, sorry, I got to do 75 hard. <laughs> I'm not going out every weekend. <laughs> dude so. same well i mean I, I mean at least with you guys you guys that okay for me i i just chose not to i didn't i mean i had friends but i was in utah and i kind of didn't want to be in utah at the time so i'm like all right i'm just gonna stay home and i'm just gonna do 75 hours my life revolved around 75 hours <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I know, like Saturday oh. nights, that was the worst. I get back on Saturday night, and I'm like, oh my gosh, still got a workout to do. That's like the last thing I want to be doing Saturday night, but yeah. So some nights I was out running on Saturday nights, and only one out there. But it's true. I mean, yeah, you had to complete the task. Otherwise, you're going back to day zero, so. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude, so tell me, tell me what, what all are, are, so you started Solopreneur or you took over Solopreneur and it's taken off. You've created a movement behind it. Like what, what's next? Like, what do you, cause you obviously give substantial amount of value on your podcast and your platform. Like what, what, what all is next for you guys? Yeah. Um, so with us, what we're doing is, um have in the works right now is we have a new learning platform that's coming out um so we're calling it not a course but a learning platform so it's called soul society and maybe you can you know link to it in your show notes or something ricky but what we're doing is creating a platform where solar pros can learn from the best in solar because again that's what we want to have access to um so especially guys that are with smaller companies we're not all with the, you know, vivid solars of the worlds, the sun runs and all that. Um, so we want to give every solar sales guy a chance to learn from the best in the industry. So that's what we created. Um, it's called Soul Society. So we take we took kind of the concept of uh um if guys have heard of masterclass.com where they go and basically interview like they have Steph Curry on there that teaches basketball. Um, I think they have Serena Williams teaching tennis. I don't know. They just get all the best of each kind of specific thing. And they're teaching, uh, you know, a, a skill and the things behind that. So what we did is we, we created that for solar and we're going to get the best of each specific thing. And we're plugging it into a learning platform. Um, so if people want to learn about that, you can go to society.co. Um, we're actually launching it at the time of this recording. We're launching it next week. So not sure when this will go out, but it'll probably be live. So yeah, guys can check that out. Um, and then, yeah, so that's the next thing. And yeah, we eventually want to build out uh, live events. We want to um, build up some coaching programs. So that's kind of the vision. And um, But yeah, just to everything we were talking about, it's just something I'm trying to improve too. Because in the beginning, this was just kind of like a part-time thing for fun. Um so yeah, it's you know inconsistent with the podcast and just kind of um, throwing out a podcast every here and there. So we're trying to build out to it's a full movement, like you were saying, Ricky, where we got this learning platform where we're gonna have live events, we're gonna have coaching groups, people can go in learn from more. But that's the dream for it is we want to make it just the world's number one training 
uh, platform for the Solar Pro. Because, I mean, door-to-door, Rick's doing a great job. Um, you're getting people from the best of all industries, solar pest alarms, and, you know, guys like Sam Taggart, the Knockstar. You guys are doing awesome things, um, teaching, I think, the whole door-to-door industry how to, like, up-level themselves and everything. So we're trying to take that just specific for solar and, you know, have it just be the world's best, like, go-to uh, platform for the solar cells guy. So, yeah, that's what we're working on, some exciting stuff. Um, but, yeah, more to come soon. That's kind of our dream for it. Dude, as, as you were saying that, this, this came to mind. And for everybody listening to this, this is super important because you're right. Not everybody is with the, with the Vivint Solars, with the legacies, the companies with the huge training platforms. Like a lot of guys, like the amount of text messages that I get, it's like, what, what should I look for? in a company i got like five of these texts last night and i have to respond to all of them today but point point being is like first and foremost the training like if you don't have the training and resources to make you successful it, it does you no good how much they're paying you because they're essentially just going to throw you out there and just be like all right good luck here's kind of what to say here's kind of how, how to set the appointment up here's how you kind of run credit here's how you kind of close a deal yeah. If there isn't, if there is no path, you're set up for failure. So if your company doesn't have the training and resources you need, or if you're working with a dealer and your top guy isn't producing like a shit ton of deals, like I don't, and this, this is one, one of the frustrating things about the industry is people aren't willing to learn from somebody or learn from people who aren't in their own company. Yeah. So swallow your mother effing pride (laughs) and learn from people who are freaking doing it. For reals. And that's what I think is so cool about um, the Knockstar guys is, um, you know, me and Ricky just both went through Pessy McCarthy, their Knockstar thing. And they're doing the competition that's, you know, with everyone in the industry. So you're hearing from the top guy in solar. Like we had a guy in our group closed i think 25 deals in a week in texas in solar which is insane right um so yeah we gotta you know hear from him hear what was working for him yeah we're trying to do similar things just because especially for the smaller guys like you said you want to be hanging out with the best of the best that was a big issue for me in the beginning probably you too ricky is um, back at new power um there's some pretty lazy dudes um that yeah (laughs) Yeah, probably both of us <laughs> that weren't knocking as much as we should have. And then we'd, we'd get together and instead of knocking, we'd just be out there hanging out, chilling in the car. Um, I don't know, playing Clash Royale, whatever the game was out there. <laughs> just sitting in our cars. So I think that's something that holds a lot of guys back. Yeah, maybe you're out there with your buddies on the doors, but just be super careful about who you are surrounding yourself with because... I mean, if you're hanging out with the lazy guys, especially if you're not like someone that's super assertive like me that is easily led um, by people, then that's going to affect you for sure. Jim Rohn said you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, right? So that's what we're trying to change. I think me and Ricky is we want to have you spending time with the top guys in the industry. Even if you're not with these huge companies that have top guys, we want just we want to surround you with them so you can hear what's working and you can spend the time with them. Because, I mean, that's key is you're going to see whatever uh, whatever person you're hanging out with is going to rub off on you. If you're hanging out with poor people, it's going to be tough to get rich, right? 
So that's a huge thing we're trying to change at Solarpreneur too. Just put those people in um, audio access so you can hear from the best. But a yeah, big thing with it. Exactly. And that's what it is. <clears throat> One of the most, for me, the most frustrating thing, frustrating thing, dude, is that everyone's like, oh, like, I'm just waiting for the perfect company. There is no freaking perfect company. Like, you make your perfect conditions in the condition that you're in. You're, for you, for example, right? You're in San Diego. Your wife loves San Diego. San Diego is home for you guys, right? Mm -hmm. But you hear people killing it in Texas. You hear people killing it in Florida. That doesn't mean that you're just going to pack up your shit and move to, you know, Texas or Florida. No. You you are going to make it work where you're at. Yeah. And that's the thing. And that's the thing is you can make it work where you're at. You just need the proper training and the proper resources and just learn from people who are actually killing it. You may not say word for word what they're saying, but you're taking the fundamentals of what they're doing and applying it to your specific market. You're applying it to your specific customers that you deal with every day. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and I think you've talked about it on other shows, Ricky, but just guys are always looking for greener grass. And it's like, grow the grass first where you're at, and then, then look for greener grass. Because, um, yeah, guys are super quick to you know jump ship now, and, you know, they get this, they get some sign-on bonus, and they think, oh, they get attracted easily by stuff like that. So it's like, no, go, have, go get success first, and then, like, work hard, because it's not going to get any easier. So whenever I see guys that... Um, cause we recruit a lot of guys. We have some people that come on and we're like the sixth company they've been with. So those people I'm like really hesitant to recruit. I'm like, all right, why have you been with six different companies? Like, why don't you just stick with, with a couple? So that's another big thing. If, if you're with a company, um, yeah, I mean, in some cases, yeah, maybe it's good to switch depending on, you know, if there's pay issues or major stuff going on, then yeah, switch companies. But like, if it's just, oh, I'm not um, closing that many deals. It's like, we'll go out and work harder, do the things you need to do. Me and Ricky, we're telling you exactly what you need to do to be successful. So go and do those things first at your company. And then you can, I mean, if it's still not working, then maybe you need to surround yourself with higher producers or whatever. But go have the success first, put in the work, and then you can look for other options. Because, yeah, that drives me nuts about this industry. So many guys just like jump ship. Um, so you've seen it too, Ricky. We were just talking about that a little bit before, but too many guys yeah, I mean, jump all over the place. Yeah, they jump all over. I mean, technically, you can say that I have too, but I haven't. I've only been with New Power, Active, Tuyo, and see, dude, I've only been with four companies in like the last six years there that I've been doing this, and they aren't in the same industry. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. So, no, dude, I'm just, I'm just loyal. I'm like a loyal dog. No, not like a loyal dog. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm as loyal as your dog should be. Yeah, that's just what it comes down. Some, some guys aren't. Some guys just, just don't want to. Some guys just don't want to do the work. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I was one of them just sitting in the truck playing clash royale on youtube watching dumbass videos and doing dumb shit that i shouldn't be doing rather than knocking and that's what it is like if you have anxiety just go freaking knock some doors it, it'll go away yeah 
hardest wife door is pissed at you, the car door. Yeah. Exactly. If your wife is pissed at you, go knock some doors and go make some money and go buy her some shit and she won't be pissed at you anymore. <laughs> yeah, money solves everything, right? <laughs> uh, well, money, money is a tool that yeah, can, yes, make life a lot easier. Uh, I mean, if your mind's not right, go make some money, get some therapy. There you go. There you, dude, you, there you freaking go. Yeah. That's that. That is why I'm knocking to pay for therapy because therapy ain't cheap, bro. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, no money man. helps with a lot. Right. So it does. It's it, it's a tool. It is a tool that can make you or break you. So yeah, dude. So I know you're a little crunch for time today. So let's just wrap it up with this. If there's one piece of advice that you would give the industry as a whole, what would that be? Um, I would say two things. Number one, just be consistent like we were already talking about because consistency is huge. And there's two books. If, if uh, guys haven't read them, you need to go out and read these books ASAP. The first one is called The Compound Effect, which I think you've read, Ricky. And then the second one is called The Slight Edge. Those two books, they talk about the same concept, but it's just how these little actions every day are going to compound our success. So whatever we do today, even though we think it's not a big deal, it's going to have effects tomorrow. So it's the same thing you see with like working out daily. You're not going to have instant results tomorrow. But like me and Ricky saw as we do these little things, we go 75 days. We saw huge results out of that. That's why you're taking before and after pictures. That's the first thing. And then the second thing, I would just say be assumptive in everything you do. Um, And I know a lot of guys have been trained on that, but that's seriously, I think, the biggest thing in knocking doors and closing. You got to be assumptive. Just always assume that they're going to buy. Grant Cardone talks about looking for buyer clues. Like, what have they bought? What's the reason they should buy from me? Oh, they already bought this truck. They already bought this 75-inch TV. They already bought this uh, Vitamix blender. Why can't they buy from me? So be assumptive. Assume that everyone's going to buy. And then that's going to lead you to just insane amounts of success. That thing alone, even if you suck at selling, I think if you're assumptive, you're going to see, um, yeah, you're going to see results just purely off of that. Because anyone that's assumptive, I mean, people want to do what's, um, or people don't want to not please you. So if you're just assuming the sell, moving forward with it you're going to find that most people will just go for it so those two things be consistent be assumptive and i think that's going to help any sales guy that's listening to your podcast rick thank you brother thank you um where where can people find you on the interwebs and the social media platforms yeah so um i'm not this another one of my uh weaknesses uh, Rick knows that I suck at social media, so that's another thing I'm trying to change. Um, trying to get more active on those, but you can follow me on Instagram at Taylor J Armstrong, and then um, on Facebook we have a Facebook group for all our solarpreneurs. So that's just solarpreneur. You can go search that and join the Facebook group, and then um, yeah, we're gonna send you a little free guide, something cool if you do uh, want to join that group. So go join that, and then, yeah, you can check us out, of course, on the podcast, Solarpreneur Podcast, where you can find podcasts. And then, yeah, shoot me a message. Love to hear from anyone that's um, heard the show, and then happy to share more about what we're doing at Solarpreneur and with uh, Soul Society, too. 
Let's go. All right, Taylor. Thank you so much for being on, man. I appreciate you. You're a homie. You're dope. Yeah, man, dude. I so the next thing for me is go to go down and actually visit you guys. So I know. We'll you go knock some doors. Yeah. We'll go knock some doors. I'll babysit so you and your wife can go on a date <laughs> and take take some time off. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. I mean, you're like our second kid. You lived with us for what four months or like, something? Four months, dude. That was dope. Okay, guys. <laughs> Trust me when I say I've met a lot of people in the industry. Taylor Armstrong is one of my favorite people on this planet and in the industry. <laughs> no, you're so, one of my, you're like our second kid, man. And I just remember my <laughs> wife, my wife, and you wanting to like hang out, watch like Friends late at night. And I'm like, guys, we need to go to bed. Ricky just like knocking, just setting up bills, and I'm getting done closing appointments at like nine o'clock at night. I get back. Oh and yeah, you, you and my wife are just like watching Friends and stuff. I'm like, yeah, wow. Well, we're like, we're we're, we're, we're like waiting for you to come eat. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, backstory on that. I was a setter for this company called New Power, and yeah, we just set up these deals, and you know, sometimes, you know, not not like on purpose, but we would give Taylor late deals, like seven thirty, eight eight o'clock deals. <laughs> Sorry, on purpose. Knowing, knowing Rick. It, 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 it wasn't me. I, I pushed all my deals like early on in the day, so you can get home early, so we can watch Friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll get home. You guys are just enjoying a nice dinner, watching some Friends. I'm like, wow, guys got the life. <laughs> this, this is a great life. But yeah, days, man. Yeah, right. come back soon, man, see. so we can recreate that. Love to have you back anytime, Ricky. Hell got a yeah, kid guys. now, so you might have to share the room with him, but you're welcome anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Hell yeah. All right, guys, and with that, we'll catch you on the next one. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Rick. <laughs> Those puzzles.